This podcast is proudly sponsored by Joro Protein, a Rhode Island plant-based protein supplement company designed for athletes and adventurers. They deliver 25 grams of protein, 5 grams of BCAAs, and 18 essential vitamins and minerals. It's non-GMO, it's gluten-free, it's allergen-free, no artificial flavors, no added sugar or stevia, and it has no additional gums, thickeners, or fillers. Right now, you can get 30% off on this podcast with the code JOROROADYSTRENGTH2022, and you can find them at JOROPROTEIN.COM. This podcast is brought to you by Phase CBD. That's P-H-A-Z-E. They are a local Rhode Island company who makes and manufactures a wide-ranging variety of CBD products that are formulated specifically for athletes. It doesn't matter if you're a crossfitter, a strongman, bodybuilder, or powerlifter. These products are for you. These products range from tinctures to seltzers to even roll-on applicants. By supporting this business, you're supporting a local Rhode Island business and you're supporting this podcast directly. Please check them out at phasesports.com. Maybe I'll learn something about you, Rupert. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> very, very private. And, uh, I, and I can definitely, if I need to, edit this afterwards. If there's anything you said, like, oh, can you edit that out? That's totally fine. Yeah. But uh, yeah. what's going on, guys? Dr. Matt here, host of the Roadie Strength Podcast. Uh, we have a three-person discussion today. We've got two special guests. We have Hudson Maidern and Rupert Whit- Whitley. 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 God damn it. <laughs> Did I screw that up you last time, up too? <laughs> Did I already mess it up? Oh, my bad. It's, only, it's episode 58, so I'm, maybe by 100 I'll get it right. <laughs> All right, so going into the short bios, uh, Hudson is an athlete in his 50s, uh, performing at a very high uh, elite level. Uh, some of the most recent uh, accomplishments you have uh, competed at DECA Strong, uh, third place worldwide, DECA Mile, second place worldwide, uh, two times Ironman finisher, uh, and uh, trains over at CrossFit Prowess. Uh, in 2021, in the CrossFit, and he's got the shirt on right now, represent. Yes. <laughs> uh, 2021, he came in 152nd worldwide in the age qualifier, 55 to 60. And in 2022, 200th worldwide, uh, 55 to 60. Are you doing it this year as well? I am. It's nice. not my primary focus, but I am doing it. Cool. Awesome. I'm in the mi- we're in the middle of the open right now. Yeah, yeah. How you felt was it so far? Yeah, uh, it's good. I'm very happy. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and then just a small side side note, uh, I I did listen to the start of the ep- one of the episodes you did on the, the main the main podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. So I, I got a little insight about uh, how you travel the world on the, the wooden sailboat. Uh, yeah. early, early on in your life, which is really cool. We can dive into that too um, sure. if you want to. So, um, and then we got Rupert, owner of Joro Protein, uh, which is I'm going to go off the script here. A Rhode Island, <laughs> a Rhode Island company that makes fantastic vegan protein powder. Uh, he has hand selected the ingredients with the help of a food scientist, making sure everything's non-GMO, gluten-free, allergen-free, no added sugars, aka no artificial junk. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I still drink all the time. Uh, I, I swing by and, and grab protein directly from him. And I, honest, I can honestly say it's one of the best tasting proteins I've had. I get excited for that one. Thank you. I yeah. drink the whey as well, and uh, I always kind of have to stomach it down. But the Joe Rome, I, I feel like it's like dessert. It's delicious. Good, good. Glad you like it. Glad yeah. you like it. So, and and uh, Rupert has been training CrossFit for a long time and has been in the fitness space in general for a long time. He's over at uh, CrossFit Prowess and originally at CrossFit Providence. Which yeah. which I'm at now. Years and years ago, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the original, I think maybe the first 300 gyms, maybe. I looked it up a while ago. It's a very 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 early uh, affiliate. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. I d- I'm 
I don't know how how many years it's been going now, but I yeah I was there with uh, Josh and Mike, yep. um, two thousand ten maybe. Sure. So yeah, yeah. Hun- thousands of years ago, <laughs> thousands <laughs> yeah. of years ago. Yeah. So uh, we got a couple uh, discussions as as far as our, our kind of panel discussion today, and um, uh, seeing as uh, Rupert, you you obviously have. I've done a lot of research into uh, nutrition and, and protein, so I kind of wanted to start the, the conversation off there. So, uh, talking about r- nutrition, so I got a couple of rapid fire questions, kind of hidden. Sure. I saw usually I start the podcast with some rapid fire questions, <laughs> but I got it kind of hidden in the panels today. So, uh, in, along with the nutrition section, we have uh, and Rupert, you can answer these if, if these have changed at all, or, or um, if uh, if you want to uh, reelaborate on them. But mm. uh, the first rapid fire is favorite coffee shop. Could be something in, in the area. Could be something somewhere else. Well, <coughs> we were just talking about this before <laughs> before we started. <laughs> so I love the Beehive. Yeah. Um, as and I know that's your next question. Breakfast. Yep. Um, <laughs> you you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So be- Beehive in Bristol. Shout out, love them. Uh, more local to me is the Coffee Depot, which I think does a fantastic okay. coffee. Not so hot on the food, but great coffee. Uh, but I te- my go to for coffee is my house. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Homemade. Yeah. Nice. Homemade coffee. There you go. I love the, um, a, a few years ago I started, so I used to have a, just a traditional drip coffee machine. Yep. And I started to use the stovetop, cafe, it's like a percolator. Mm-hmm. So it's the Italian little pot. Yeah, yeah. And it percolates from the bottom up yeah. rather than top down. And I use the Lily coffee, Illy coffee. Yes. Which is yep. um, fantastic. The espresso blend. Good to go. Gets me going. Nice. A- anything special going. you put in it or you just go black? Uh, I use oat milk. Nice. Yeah, which is fantastic. And it's nice. creamy and great. So, yeah. Not, not on the raw milk trend yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I value my insides. <laughs> you know. I, I, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maynard, you got a favorite coffee? Favorite a, coffee shop? or Coffee Depot, okay. for sure, because nice. I live in Warren, and yep. it's right there. Um, but I, uh, I'm i not a coffee snob, but I definitely I, – I, dr- I drink a lot. It's like one of my last remaining vices. <laughs> so I plow down about a pot a day, literally um, – my wife gets mad at me when I say I made a pot of coffee and there's none left because I take it. I have two Yeti mugs that I bring to work after I've already had a couple of cups of coffee. This in the is morning. why you're such a great athlete. <laughs> <It's the laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. jacked on caffeine, <laughs> but um, yeah, a little bit of cream in there or milk, and uh, I'm good to go. Cool, like it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. our our follow up question on that, which, which Rupert uh, alluded to, is uh, breakfast, and this could be same thing. Maybe maybe like something you're in the rhythm of like okay what what am I making for myself every day that I really like or what do I like to go out and and grab for breakfast? We'll start with you, Rupert. Well, yeah, Beehive I think is fantastic. Yeah. <coughs> it's funny, uh, you know, in in the East Bay there is a lack of I think really good breakfast places, um, and I wish Warren had a really cool artisan type breakfast place. Uh, I was a big fan of the Grange. Do you remember the Grange? In yeah, yeah. So yeah. It was like a shut down like a couple the, years ago. Yeah, two years sh- ago maybe. I they think they shut down during COVID. They couldn't staff it. I, it was fantastic. It was plant based. So, and I'm a big plant based fan. So, um, they would do a fantastic breakfast with, uh, uh, and we we would go have Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys <laughs> are key to a good breakfast for me. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that's gone. So it, it's I'm it, 
I think it comes up short for breakfasts. Mm. But I, you know, I would go back to Beehive. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, Hudson. Yeah. Your turn. I'm not a <laughs> breakfast guy at all and really? haven't been for years. Even exercising or cycling, you know, long distance or whatever, I don't I just don't. I eat like I have my coffee mm-hmm. and because I don't want to burn a hole in my stomach lining, I'll eat like some carbohydrate, like a couple of pieces of toast or I mean that is generally it. I'd love to say, Oh yeah, I do avocado toast or some crazy smoothie stuff. I don't. And I never have, even if I'm going to the gym and like today I went and early and I didn't do anything, you mm. know, and that's just been what works for me. Is I eat plenty during the day. I make up for it, I'm sure. But it that that's what works, you know. Do you kind of tap into the whole like intermittent fasting thing? Like try to try to stay without eating or is it more just like, oh, I'm just, it's, I'd rather eat later in the day? It's I just go off of what my body sort of tells me. Yeah. This is one area I would like to sort of work with somebody that's really dialed in. To kind of maybe hit my windows better, and 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 also I know that I probably the quantities could improve. There's a this is a whole discussion probably a little further along, but I don't. Um, I just sort of listen to how I feel, and if I'm feel, I always have like food in my glove box and food in my console and food in the drawers at my work office mm-hmm. and like in my gym bag. So I always have some kind of go-to pick-me-up that'll um, so that I don't crash and burn. Because cool. usually it's some kind of high energy activity that I'm doing, and I can't run out of fuel. Yeah. So, totally. but I guess yeah. al- along those lines, we can kind of get it um, into the meat and potatoes a little bit of this uh, first nutrition panel. Is what do you? What's your go to for some of the like those snacks that you have? Uh, um, I always have RX bars because they keep indefinitely and they can freeze, and it mm-hmm. doesn't matter, you know. So those, those, um, I I eat a lot of fruit, um, and what else do I generally have? Um, it's it's just generally f- like food, whatever it might be that we have that we've cooked the night before. I always have leftovers, and it's always good quality food. I don't necessarily say that I stick to a tr- traditional type of. I don't eat processed foods much at all, at all, and no processed sugar. Like I'll, I'm not afraid to have a donut if they show up. I'll have one. Maybe I'll have two. I'm never opposed to that. I'm not strict strict on anything, but. Um, it's usually generally quite healthy, and whatever seems to be around the house, we have a lot of everything, and that we've learned is necessary. <laughs> and and uh, whatever sort of uh, – it's interesting because I, I go off of just sort of instinct or what my body's telling me. That's mm-hmm. how I train as well, So and we'll talk about that later. But it's 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 not a I'm, – I'm doing this – you know, I'm not a precise have-to-do-this-every-day, and this is my rhythm and standard. It's just how I know that it works for me. Totally. Are you um, so getting into some of the topics here? As far as what you're eating, I know you said a lot of non-processed, like pretty like healthy, regular foods. Um, are you big onto like the uh, local, like organic route of things? Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, it started way back when I was a kid in Connecticut in the what was this now? 60s and 70s. My parents had a big garden. You know, before we went sailing. And so, and that was organic back in the day. And then when we went sailing for uh, six, seven years of my childhood, that block of time we ate local and it, and we're in like third world countries and they weren't, that, that wasn't processed, you know. <laughs> that, and so, and that w- through when my kids were raised, I wanted them to ra- be raised on healthy foods. And so that was all organic at the time when it was first starting to become a thing. Right. 
But we just went to co-ops and farms and Saturday farmers markets and stuff like that. And then now that's turned into you can some of it's questionable whether the, what the organic standards are. But we right. try to do farm to table and like get to the we do CSAs and you know stuff like that. So. Right. Yeah. I, there's a book I read recently is a metabolical. I don't know. Have you heard that one? A lot of it was kind of like the main topics of what kind of things we already know, just written a lot longer <laughs> sentences of like, all right, it's probably better for you to eat foods that aren't processed. It's probably better for you to eat foods that are organic. But yeah, so one thing they touched upon was basically like a lot of the stuff you see that says organic at the grocery store is like, you know, companies, the big thing is a lot of them, they want to make money. So in order for them to put the organic word on there, they might have gone through some shadier roots than some other companies yeah. have. You know, it's yeah. like there, there are there is some kind of like funny business going on behind the scenes. It was kind of like the the point that were that they were making. So, um, and there's some yeah. great sources that can't call themselves organic because <laughs> right. they don't want to pay for the right. testing. But you know that they're not using pesticides. You know, they'll tell you, no, we don't use herbicides and pesticides, and and they're an organic source. It's better than some of those labeled organic. Totally. Large farmer companies, you know, that <laughs> are just cashing in on that piece of the pie that is yeah. very lucrative right the, now. The organic labeling is is a private company, so it, it's you have to pay that company to certify you, and it, it's a profit center. It's a it's a it's a for profit business. Yep. Um, and it's also not policed very <laughs> cleverly either. So there are a lot of products out there that say they're organic as you said that are not or uh, and they're not being entirely truthful so right, right. um <coughs> you know we, we we came across this when with our with our company joro and um we are organic but we didn't tick every single box sure. um so we so we we're going to be honest i mean we can't put that organic label on us right. uh, on, on our on our packaging but you know for all intents and purposes we are 99.9 percent .9 organic right um right. So yeah, it's an interesting sort of space. Yeah, the system seems a little flawed in, in a lot of ways. Like what what they're calling organic, what they're not calling organic, it, yeah. it's it's interesting. But I mean, like like you you live the lifestyle. Like you have uh, your own like little farm at at your house. At, yeah, uh, yeah. And like yeah. you you I know you um, know the the benefits of like okay eating fresh from f like farm to table. You you both do versus like the hyper process like all these additives, all these uh, you know other things. And just like you said with like your protein, like there's no junk. <laughs> Trying no to keep the junk out of yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no junk, and there's and, and the interesting thing I I, I think uh, in the in the food space is that you know the the your, for example the organic labeling or the non-GMO labeling, um, it, it's a series of for all intents and purposes boxes that you have to tick. Yeah. But it doesn't actually um, it doesn't actually delve any deeper as to the quality of the product. Right. So there are plenty of inferior quality products out there that are labeled non-GMO and organic. Right. Um, so, so the labeling is a bit one-dimensional, right. I think, from that perspective. Right. Totally. Um, I think any and you find you see that like with supplements. Um, right. You know, we'll probably get into that, but yeah. you know, you get an independent testing lab, and they take yeah. ten of them and they gather them up, and they go, "Oh, well, this has got you know two hundred percent." When they're saying a hundred. And vice versa, and it's up and down and all over the board because it's virtually unregulated, you know. Right. Yeah, it is, like yeah. in it, and it, it's sad. And even like, I was in Whole Foods and I was looking at the eggs, and I'm like, look, it says that they're like free range, right? 
in letters that were about half an inch tall, free mm-hmm. range, right, in about five different places on it. And then it, they, but it had a little asterisk. So I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And I look, and it says they they have access to as much outdoor space as their indoor space. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know that they put like 500 of them in a room this size. So that means that they <laughs> 500 of them can go out to a space this size, and that's not free, you know. But that qualifies. That's right. that. Yep. Like, Fine right, line of BS that <laughs> checks the box. Well, uh, you yeah, know? and ninety nine percent of us are not going to read the fine print. Right, I mean, that, it's insane. Right. And we're conditioned, just like in the label, the sugar content yeah. is smaller, yeah. and everything else, protein, fat, carbo, they're bold. Sugar is like mild letters yeah. and a smaller font. Yeah. Right. And it, it, that it's kind of jazz, it's just chapped my butt for a long, <laughs> long time. You know, it's like. Come yeah. on. The f- the food industry in general, and and I and I term supplements under that as well, has a lot to be desired. I mean, it it is. There needs to be a lot of work, I think, um, and there's so much money involved. Yeah, so much money in in the industry, whether whether from manufacturers, retailers, lobbyists, whoever it is, are making so much money that I mean, it, it really does corrupt. Um, the industry at the sacrifice is, of our health, yeah. which is a shame. Yeah, yeah well, we're yeah. the guinea I mean, pigs. Well, yeah, well, our that's kids that, in the that's schools. <laughs> right. That's that, and then we come into health insurance. That's the next part. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just it's a vicious you're just, cycle. You're part of a big machine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, along those same lines, I guess we can talk a little bit about uh, supplements as well. I, I one example I want to give. Uh, there is a podcast. Um, uh, you guys familiar with Andrew Huberman? He's been a he's a recent podcaster, um, neuroscientist, but really into kind of like the supplement and like performance space. Um, as like, oh, there's some, you were saying, there's all oh, this, some, uh, interesting evidence about these two supplements for like men's testosterone. Um, one he was saying is, uh, this supplement Tunga Ali and the other was Fidoja. And I was like, oh, there's like some, some small studies on that could be potentially beneficial. And, um, two relatively unknown supplements that, uh, you know, weren't really in the market much before. All of a sudden, exploded in demand after that podcast. People went nuts over them, and so there's these companies in China that started really producing a ton of them, but to very maybe not even having any of that actual supplement in them at all, <laughs> selling them to the suppliers. And yeah. there's this whole yeah. issue where these labs are testing these like there's not even any of that stuff in it, yeah. <laughs> and they're selling them like so. It's yeah. So something to be super careful. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of like independent labs you can like check out and go through, which is good. But well, it's, to- it's yeah. totally unregulated. <laughs> it's totally unregulated. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. like the wild west. It really yeah. Is. yeah, yeah, and and you you see athletes get popped for right. for various supplements, and you know you see some of the some of them. It's like yeah, whatever. I don't believe your story, but some of them you do. Like oh well, and ultimately it comes down to them that look there's banned supplement here's a whole list you get the booklet whatever right. a to z so avoid products if you're taking something for flu that your doctor says why don't you take this why don't you check the label to make sure it's not in the book <laughs> of the banned substances right. so it's on you but sometimes there's trace elements because those are not good supplements right. and so there's contamination because yep. they have it's not a pr- their own manufacturing facility. So right. it goes out to somebody that is the best price to produce 500 million tablets or whatever. Could be a different country. And they did a previous and didn't clean it out or right. whatever, and there's trace element. Now you get popped for that, and it's not your really your fault, but it's your, you know. Right, right. And it's a shame, but it's it's because it's unregulated, and so they're not, there's just not. But you can, you can I believe, find good, good supplements that are, 
third-party tested and really open. I mean, here's here it is, open book. And yeah. but you have to you know everyone's so like, oh, whatever is the buzzword. That's why suddenly it's sold like hotcakes <laughs> after a podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and it's too bad people don't generally do their research and, yeah. and really check. They just want the instant gratification, right? Of, right. Quick yeah, fix. Yeah. yeah. What What are some supplements you guys are taking right now? I have always taken. Vitamins, really good vitamins. Usana Health Sciences is a company out of Utah for 25 years since my What's kids. What's the name of it? Usana, U-S-A-N-A. Okay. Um, uh, it, for 25 years, I've taken them regularly. Not every day, but for 20, you know, I can look back and there's very few times when I didn't. So I've always been an advocate for that. Vitamins, minerals. Um, I take something for my age for prostate. Um, mm. And um, what else do I take? Joran. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about vitamins and minerals first. Yeah, yeah. And I take stuff for joints and ligaments, we you know, for COSA. We have vitamins and minerals in our, in our products. <laughs> and then the only other, other than that Shameless. is protein powder, you know, Joro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do some Ascent protein. Yep. And yep. Uh, that's it. Did you creatine at all? Yes, creatine. Yeah, creatine too. Cool. Thorn. Cool. I, have th- th- I, I like Thorn. I think they're a good yep. company. Uh, they do they, well. Some people knock it because it's got sodium. You know, it's a little higher. Oh, okay. But... I don't, I don't, I don't worry about that. For me, do you any like the fish oil or anything like that too? Yes. Or yeah, fish oil too. From Usana, Procode, yeah, yeah, Biomega, and have done for years. Yeah, and I have good, good source, well sourced fish in my diet and different. You know, yeah, I, huge. I say, okay, I eat high quality food that I try to source well. Probably getting really good nutrition out of that. But also there's time, you know, and so when you supplement, how much of it is like overlapping or wasting? And I'm like, I don't care because I don't know when fluorescent light, yeah. stress, some kind of you're in traffic and you got exhaust fumes, you know, you get whacked and something is like now out of balance. That overabundance now that's going to fill that gap. And so I'm, I'm like, that's my health insurance. I, I yeah. haven't been to a doctor since I had stitches in my leg when I was in my 30s. And I had my wisdom teeth taken out when I was 21. Yeah. That's the last time, the only times I've been to a doctor because I feel, my belief is good food, supplements, and, you know, an awareness of my body sure. and yeah. a dose of luck, you know. Yeah. But yeah. that's you, where I put my money is in what I put in my mouth. Totally. Yeah. That's your health. I, I like don't that. have somebody go say, oh, I have this problem. They're like, here's a pill. Yeah. It'll make the symptoms go away. Because that's pretty much yeah, what they do. A band-aid, know? really. And I, of and, and I think you, you touched on a point there, Hudson, where you, you said, you know, you listen to your body, which I think comes with age and, <laughs> and maturity. <laughs> um, totally. <coughs> which, uh, you know, I've, I've sort of, over the past few years, I'm like, yeah, I need to, I need to start listening to what my body is telling me. Um, and that, that was a massive, that was a massive change in, uh, my lifestyle from from diet to exercise to the way I live my life you know um, and yeah so so eating healthily I mean that, that that's key and that has been particularly more relevant in my 40s and my 30s I could get away with anything like, and then probably more than your 20s too it's yeah skinny. yeah well you know i, you know, I, I saw well, I, I think you know t- 20s 20s was a blur 30s <laughs> 30s i'm like i'm having a second wind i you know i, I think i think sort of uh 30s was this sort of uh renaissance 
And then 40s, literally overnight, was like, good God, I can't be doing that anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, you sort of, you know, from whether it's a night out or whether it's eating the, you know, the, the pizza and the, uh, you know, the, the fries or whatever. And, and um, I mean, the change was, was not overnight, but happened very quickly. And I'm like, I'm not metabolizing this stuff like I used to. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, so that, was, that was a real shock. Because there's nothing in the handbook of growing up that tells you that, <laughs> that you need to start thinking differently, sure. um, and that that was a real shock. So so that and 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 the working out and and listening to my body and and going well that hurts I should stop doing that and figure out why it's hurting. Yeah, um, and that that was key. Yeah, you can't muscle through those things. They they stick around. You may be able to mask it for a little while. Well, but it, it comes it, back to bite you. Yeah, yeah. and then. Yeah. Or it manifests in something else. Like if you have a, a knee, like I had a left foot problem that manifested into a right knee problem, which then manifested into a right shoulder problem because you start to compensate. Yeah. And if you continue to throw weights around and do crazy things, then it's going it, to, that compensate, something else is going to get overloaded. Until, and I did exactly the same thing. I'm like, time out. Yeah. You know, what we need to assess go back and assess, like, what's initiating this. And I was getting some body work done, and, and she was saying, look, this is, this is where it's originating from, and this is the progression. Right. So let's try to back that up and stop doing handstand walks and things yeah. like that. And I'm like, no, I can't. i got to keep doing that. So <laughs> we got to figure out a different <laughs> yeah. route. I'm yeah. trying. I'm really trying <laughs> to do normal things, and it's hard. <laughs> but I like walking on my hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fair, and I think there's, I think there's, a, I think there's also a, a, when we get older, there's a mental check in with our egos. It's like nobody cares if I'm deadlifting that. Nobody's looking at me. Nobody's yeah. watching. Nobody, you know. Uh, and and so I saw. I, it's funny. I saw this. Uh, this was a few months ago. In, in and I I go to this other gym on occasion in Warren, and there was a kid in here. And I, I'd walked in, and I was sort of lying on one of the benches, pretending to do some bench presses, and <laughs> I had my headphones on, and everybody was sort of rushing in one direction, and I'm like, what is going on? And uh -oh. this kid, and I say kid, he was probably early, mid-twenties, big guy, I've seen him lift a lot, and he was lying on the floor, unconscious. And he was at a rack, and he had all these, I think I told you this story, hasn't he had God knows how many weights on the bar. And he was coming in. He'd, he'd screwed up his back. He'd, he'd, he'd tried to squat it. It had gone wrong. Um, and he'd collapsed under the bar. Was coming in and out of consciousness because of the pain. Paramedics turned up. The police turned up. He went out on a stretcher. He, you know, he was out for all I could see. Wow. And I'm like, good God, the... the in in that young sort of generation, there is this ego lifting uh, mentality, um, and they're all YouTubing themselves or Instagramming themselves, and um, it's a it's a for, from my perspective, it's a bizarre sort of thing to see, but I get it. Right. Um, and that that and I I've never been into lifting heavy weights like that, but it was a real sort of like, uh, yeah, this is this is kind of crazy. I mean, you're, you know, half these half these kids are going to end up in wheelchairs by the time they're in their mid-30s because they're back squatting 400 pounds. I mean, yeah. the human the human skeleton is not designed to do that. 
uh, on an ongoing basis. Sure, yeah. So as we get older, we and you know, we I, I, I sort of I sort of look and I'm like, okay, I'm not I'm not going to be squatting that anymore. I do, I need to dial that down a bit. There's no point. What do I need to do that for? Um, That's so I, I think I like I like the diversification. You know, because you can get away from. I mean, I think under proper proper training and that you can squat 400 pounds, and there are people that do that successfully for decades, but they're a specialist. You know, the person in there is, like, doing his thing, and he's, like, living life trying to get big and look good and feel good, but he's not a specialist, and he's not working with a team of people that are helping him get to the goal. And so when you specialize, then you don't spend too much time overusing something perhaps with poor form, you know, yeah. like I've done a lot of different things and I, sometimes I have a coach and most of the time I don't, but I don't do it long enough or get heavy enough right. where it wrecks me, right. you know, right. but hey. also with age comes that wisdom of going, yeah, even so. with a coach there, <laughs> I'm not doing that yeah. today. Well, I think any coach <coughs> worth their salt would say, okay, you know, you don't, you, you shouldn't be putting all that weight on them and we'll, we will, rotate very carefully these sort of movements in and out of your programming um so yeah and it's i think at that age too is like like you said the ego they can kind of feel like you're invincible (laughs) and and, and they are when you're 20 when you're 22 you are to a point yeah you are to a point until until your form suffers or something goes wrong yeah Yeah. um and so you know i sort of feel for them a little bit because you know that that's a generation of you know they're watching a screen or they're watching Instagram or True. whatever it is and they're seeing all these inspirational characters uh do the same on these very carefully curated videos and they're like well I can do that I'm yeah. I'm about as big as he is or I'm uh, as big as she is I can totally do what they're doing right um and it's it's very misleading I think it's very misleading I know this is one of your talking points later was it's a very misleading part of the industry yeah. uh, that is you know what you're what you're watching, um, and and the way that this is marketed towards the younger kids, um, yeah. yeah, and the image and, and the ego, yeah. I think it's a shame that, um, like I, one of my most valuable things that I keep looking at it. I'm 58, and I didn't suffer. I I had a foot injury. I fell a couple of stories when I was in my 20s and broke some metatarsals in my foot, and that bothers me to this day. But that is relatively mild compared to people that generally somebody at 58 has had some kind of major surgery, some kind of major injury, a break, a broken leg, arm, shoulder, back blown out, whatever. And somehow I got through unscathed in that way. And it's hugely valuable to me now to be that intact I have tweaks and little things and stuff shows up and oh and you know and then I don't walk up and downstairs very well for a couple of days because it's but it's a tweak and a tweak is very different than you blow it out you right. know traumatic and, injury and seeing those guys the people that have an injury when they're younger I'm like that's going to plague them for the rest of their life because it's going to compromise their mobility scar tissue bones don't knit the same way whatever it is and. If you understood the value of having an intact chassis when you're my age, you wouldn't do that. You would be yeah. much more methodical and safe about it. And I'm not saying that it, gyms are rampant and not unsafe, but it's like I love that I don't have all those broken pieces that are held together by other people's parts. And, like, I have a lot of friends that I used to train with. Not, I don't have a lot of friends. 
<laughs> I know a number of people that I, when I was younger that I was training, they don't train anymore because they're bone on bone or they, they can't or they had this replaced and that replaced. And I'm like, wow, that must be really hard because yeah. that's not my reality. But I got lucky. I, I swam when I was younger. I didn't play football. Mm. Right. I recognized very quickly that rugby wasn't my thing after colliding <laughs> with somebody like twice <laughs> my size, you know, getting my bell <laughs> rung. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> so I did like triathlon and stuff that was like not nearly as impactful. Sure. And that's a great, that really paid off in the long run. Not, yeah. but just by luck that right. those were my choices, you know. And that's, that's one of the biggest predictors of uh, arthritis when, when you're young is if you have a severe injury or not. Did you break a bone? Did you have like a blowout or something like that? All right, the chance you're going to have arthritis in that joint is pretty high. Oh, yeah. But doing, but staying healthy and fit is going to be one of the biggest things that decreases your chance of arthritis. Even if it's something like recreational running, like they'll find like recreational runners' knees have way less arthritis than people who are sedentary, yep. people who aren't moving at all. Just because that cartilage needs some of that movement, some of that force. So um, there is that definitely that middle ground of like, okay, you want to stay healthy? Like maybe you shouldn't push crazy hard with, with some things, and then yep. maybe you sh definitely should have some movement and fitness involved yeah. in your life for sure. What's that sort of yeah. saying is if, if you don't use it, you're going to lose yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and uh, but, but I think we, I think, you know, to your point, we, we, need, to, we need to think about, the fitness industry, I think, generally looks at fitness and the ability to lift and muscle ups and running and swimming and whatever it is in a, in a very sort of narrow window. They don't look at it uh, as a lifetime, uh, like a journey. And I yeah. think, and I think, um, I think it needs to. I think, totally. you know, it, you're going to go through various iterations in your fitness sport journey, uh, and, and and it will look very different. You know, from year to year, or from from you know, decade to get to decade. So right, um, right. Mine has. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I guess uh, Hudson, I, I want to ask you about this because, I mean, you've been performing at the elite level for, I mean, a couple years now, as far as like in in the late fifties, and um, there's a lot of people who like would would look it up like at you and be like, how is he able to do this while not having like the injuries while, while still pushing like. I think you were saying, um, I think it might have been on the podcast, like you're feeling like your performance is better now than it was like the years and years prior. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you think you're able to um, be able to push that, minimize injuries, continue to push performance? And this could be like, um, you know, training volume, training program, um, or maybe obviously some nutrition and, uh, you know, and other factors. Yeah. Well, first, I, I think you're generous in call, calling me an elite athlete. I, <laughs> hey, I, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm a good amateur athlete, you know, and I can kick a lot of guys' butts that are my age, you know. And younger. Pretty, and younger. Uh, well, that, that happens too. <laughs> yeah. But um, I like to always gauge myself against my peers, you know, sure. and that's where – and I've just – I've been an athlete my whole life. I've been a competitive athlete. Like I wasn't – like, my parents didn't drive me to, you know, you got to bring home the trophies. And, you know, it wasn't no, none of that. They they were just very active. And so I was active. And, and, um, and I, but a lot of individual sports, because on the boat, you know, you can't be playing t-ball because we're going to another country next week, you know. So it, it, it a lot of swimming and, and just, just being active on a boat. It's a very healthy and active lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And then that led into, 
triathlon is kind of an individual sport. And I was piecing together my passion for bicycling and swimming. And then I still don't like to run, but I ran enough <laughs> to get them done. And then, you know, ha having the food component that was healthy. So it's like a balance just over a long-term, you know, decades, just having kind of that balanced approach of good nutrition, staying active, and being competitive, so pushing. Like, I've been able to reach a higher, like, I'm stronger this year than I have been in most, like, prior, there's been a really couple of good years. Yeah. And it, it's, I don't push really hard. Well, I got to take that back. I push <laughs> very hard, but yeah. I don't over, I don't overuse right. anything. Right. The beauty of CrossFit, which attracted to me, was I was getting bored with swim, bike, run. And so you're doing all these new movements, but it's all utilizing all those same muscles and, and parts and putting combinations of movements together. And the weightlifting thing was, I didn't, I never bench pressed before, you know, and it's still a weak movement of mine, but it, it all, it, it was kind of attractive. And then there was so much variety, but it still taxed me out. And I could push that envelope of that pain threshold that, and that lactate sort of barrier that where you really that's where your fitness is and I was always going into that and pushing harder and harder and I enjoy that mm. and it it's just but I never overdid you know I wasn't just a, I'm gonna run three marathons next year you know right. I didn't do that because then I probably would really have bad knees at this point <laughs> after a series of 100 mile weeks because that's how I would have trained yeah but by breaking it into kind of multifaceted sports then you can't you just can't overtrain in any one of those areas. Right. So I think that saved me. And and then over time, like Rupert touched on earlier, you you just sort of turn this corner at some point and you say, Okay, I gotta I need to preserve this because it's a really valuable machine here. The body is my temple, you know, and totally and so you start taking better care of it and and like I said earlier, I, I started dropping different vices. I haven't drank for 12 years, and, and there's different things like that that have dropped out that weren't healthy for me. And so those, it just kind of, again, that more balanced approach and just sort of more mental clarity on things and sort of less stress and yeah. just a more, as you get older, things are just, your outlook is just different. And it that contributes to it as well. Definitely. So, I like that. It's pretty rounded, yeah. I think. <laughs> Stay balanced and, and not doing too much of one thing. Yeah. Good. What well, What do you do for? Uh, what do you guys like to do for like recovery, like a hard workouts, or um, do you have anything? I know you, you talked. You mentioned body work in the past. Um, do you guys do anything like the the heat, the cold, um, yeah, sleep in general? I um, it, it's an interesting question because I've always I've always struggled with recovery and and I've never known. Really, I've never had any guidance and um, yoga or parts yeah. of yoga that I do is fantastic for me. I know I have I have back issues and neck issues, so the yoga part is fantastic. But the sort of the heat and the cold, uh, <laughs> I I I jumped on the ice bath um, thing a few a few months ago. Yeah. So I, I think awesome. I told you this. I so I, I bought bought one of these. Um, well, if everyone's buying the you know the two the barrel? three thousand dollar ice barrel thing, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. So <laughs> I, I bought this horse trough. Yeah, from Great. from um, uh, Tractor Supply, rubber rubber made yeah. horse thing. 
fantastic, like 150 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. I absolutely love it. Now, I, you know, the science behind it, you know, there are lots of people that say yay, lots of people who say nay, mm-hmm. excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> and, um, but for me, uh, yeah, the, the cold is great for swollen sore muscles i think it's fantastic for me um I, it's not for everybody the uh i also have um circulation issues so mm. especially during the cold weather during the winter months i would get very very cold hands and feet for no reason at all um the ice bath has solved that problem <laughs> it's I, I don't know how or why but i don't have this issue anymore because your your entire body's cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm now cold all the time, yeah. so I don't know the difference. Um, and 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 the the other thing is um, mood. So yeah. I get I get this hell of a buzz, like I'm wired when I get out of the ice bath. And there there is this. It does it does release the. Um, what is it? It's the adrenaline. It's yeah. the um, the dopamine. The dopamine. Yeah, the dopamine. So it releases that. So I, I love it. It works for me. I mean, again, it's not for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I think the science is sort of uh, on and off on, on yeah. it. Um, but if if it works and you're being safe, go for it. Yeah. One one thing that I was uh, looking at recently was ice baths. Uh, I had known for a while like one of the things they had said was like, oh, there's a dopamine dopamine push with it after after you do it. And I'm like, well, isn't there also a dopamine push like when you're on like Instagram and you get likes and you get follows, <laughs> like, and like that's not the healthiest thing ever. But what I looked, I looked further into it, and it's a different kind of dopamine push. It's not, it's not like an instant gratification type thing. Right. It's an extended release for a couple hours, yeah. which is really fascinating to me. And 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 last time I did it, I was really kind of in tune with that. Maybe a little bit of placebo because now I I had just read about it. I'm like, oh yeah, I still. If I did it a few hours ago, I still feel like exactly. my mood is really good. Well, I feel, feel great. Do you feel I feel super focused? Yes. Like hyper focused. Yep. No, I don't I don't I wouldn't get that from trawling the internet or sure. Instagram or whatever or yeah. getting lights. Yeah. But I get this super focused, you know, I could do anything right yeah. now. I mean it's you know <laughs> I have to temper that a little bit, but um, but no, normally I'm coming down from having a hot shower and my girlfriend's laughing at me because I'm sort of hobbling around. But um, but yeah, I love I love it. I I haven't had I don't do the heat, so I don't. Mm-hmm. I just I haven't really explored the heat therapy as a recovery thing. I, but I think yeah. that's probably as valid. Um, but yeah, I don't pretty know. similar, I think. Yeah, in a lot of I ways. Mean, you'd know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, like yeah. we have the infrared sauna here at Bullfrog, but yeah. a lot of people will do the combination, do, yeah. doing yeah. going kind of the back and forth with the yeah. sauna and the, and the ice, which is cool. Yeah. But nice. I, I have to say, once I get out of the ice bath, I do look better in the mirror. <laughs> Every, everything's just a little tighter. The belly yeah, I do. I do wear. I wear. I wear clothes. I do wear shorts. It's not. It's not a naked thing. So that would that would not be. I've good. never been. I c- I can't do the cold therapy. I I don't no. know why. I've never. It. I I find it interesting. I've read about yeah. up, and I I understand the values of it. And and you know, there's both sides of the fence. And I just, I'm a hot shower guy, and I've I've saved thousands of dollars on masseuse money by yeah. taking hot showers. But it. it you know that's just me, and I spent last year with a, I got a whoop, and I wore oh, it. Like, yeah, I like wore it every day. 
And I said, I'm going to wear it for a year and see what, like, because recovery is, it's harder to recover at this age. It takes longer. And I'm like, okay, what, what's happening? And, and it, it very clearly told me that 63% of the time my sleep was compromised for what I wanted to do the next day. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even saying that I was going to go kick ass in the gym. Right. I said it, I forget what the setting was. It wasn't like the hyper, I'm going to crush it. It was just sort of like, I'm going to exercise. And it was like, well, you're compromised. I'm like, well, then I've been compromised for <laughs> years, you know, because I get like six to seven hours of sleep. And really, I need the eight. And I know that. But mm-hmm. I, so I got the data back. And then I, I let the whoop go. And I said, no, okay. I pretty much what I thought it would tell me. I, I wasn't aware I was that much in a sleep deficit, but I understood the value of it. And I always try to improve that. But as far as the, um, you know, really going in that direction, I I just said, I'm done with that. And I, what's what's next, you know? Yeah. And I'm not doing the cold therapy stuff. What's, do <clears throat> how do you get good sleep? I mean, this is, I know you're yeah. going to come into this now, but. Yeah. I mean, sleep is sleep is. I'm a light sleeper, and that's a problem. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I have two dogs. I have a wife that gets is very productive late at night. Right. And um, I think years on a boat where you have to be a light sleeper changes in anything, and you you got to be aware. And and I don't know. I just can't. I can't go deep. Any one little sound, and I'm I'm awake. And so. I just try, and I'm not super good. If I read, I love to read books, but if I get on my dang phone, it's just, it's, yeah. I'm wrecked. I just lose <laughs> an hour, right? Like yeah. that. And it's the kiss of death. And it I is. know it, it and I really can't is. get, I gotta just like, there's some things I'm trying to change this year, and that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this obviously, we don't, we don't have to even go into it, but there's so many benefits, to obviously, to getting that full eight hours of sleep, just for performance in general. Um, some yeah. of the things that I've been trying to, and like the, the blue light from the phone obviously can like yep. mm. keep you up. So some of the things that I've tried over the years was the blue light blockers. You guys ever use those? Like mm-hmm. it blocks the blue light a, li- a little bit from mm-hmm. the, from the phone. So, you know, the, yeah, like you said, the kiss of death, like maybe it's just a little bit less <laughs> of an well, issue, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, they say, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've done a bit of reading and, um, you know, cause sleep, sleep eludes me. Yeah, most of the time. So I maybe get five hours, but I'm a very light sleeper, and again, wake up at a, you know, the the drop of a hat, and uh, that I think was after my daughter was born, I would be very hyper aware of any sounds in the house. So I I I don't sleep brilliantly, um, but the preparation before I go to bed, I think is key. So that's no phone, which is super hard because I'm self-employed and you're always checking texts and messages and whatever. Ditto. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's I think it's for everybody. And so, try not to touch the phone at all, like an hour, forty-five minutes to an hour before bed. Um, kind of dial things down, you know, like make sure I eat earlier. So kind of eat, try and eat sort of like, you know, 6, 6.30, which, you know, is hard because people have fast-moving lives. But um, eat earlier so that you're not processing and metabolizing a full stomach as you're going to bed. That's kind of crazy. Right. Alcohol, obviously, is, is, you know, the sugars and stuff like that make it challenging. Um, and I, I go to bed and I read. Nice. Which, which I'm, and I'm not... I'm not somebody who reads r- lots and lots of books, and I should be, and I, I wish I did more of it. But uh, but making myself read a book 
um, really helps relax and calm me down. Yeah. Um, and magnesium. That's what I've. That's <laughs> and drugs. Yeah. I take yeah. drugs. I've no, heard ma- that magnesium's good. Yeah, magnesium's good. It sort of it it, it relaxes you. I, th- I wake up a lot, and it makes getting back to sleep easier. Sure. Um, and it's not. It doesn't make you drowsy or anything like that. Yeah. And you have to do a few days on and a few days off. Otherwise, you know, your body gets used to it. But um, that really helps. Yeah, that's the, those are the big two. Well, that and the melatonin are the big two. Yeah. I always hear like yeah, the, yeah, the some of the best supplements yeah. for sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I've played around with, with both of them. I, I, me personally, again, could be placebo, but I feel they're both effective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one or the other. But have yeah, you, have you done the sleepy time tea? I haven't. Sleepy time tea, <laughs> which is um, it has um, it has melatonin in it. It has oh, okay. valerian root. Okay, that is pretty good. Just, but just so I made, I, I started using it, and I was like having a having a sleepy time tea before I go to bed, and I'm like, God, I'm having to get up every five minutes and use the bathroom. Oh. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> maybe have less, yeah. maybe have a little smaller cup of tea, uh, mm. but it, but it works, it, it, it yeah. it's it's good, um, but I think you have to your body adjusts and your body gets used to these things, so days on and days. I off. think that's absolutely yeah. the number one. Sleep is the number one. For recovery, hundred percent. Oh, know. totally. Yeah. yeah. Coming yeah, in yeah. compromised to working out, you're already yeah. like behind the eight ball. Yeah. Yeah. So if you consciously try the the to defectively do four of those things and you get two of them done, yeah. you're better off yeah. than just yeah. sort of doing the normal thing and then you know waking up and feeling grumpy and groggily going for the coffee and just sort of stumbling through that first two hours. That's you're kind of not you're cheating yourself. Yep. Because mm-hmm. of the value of that sleep, there's no denying it. Yeah, no, and if you're an active athlete, tenfold. Yeah. yeah, and and you know psychologically, I mean, I'm less inclined, or less just less inspired, less motivated to go to the gym if I'm tired. If I'm mentally tired, if I know I have not yeah. slept well, I'm like, ah, can't put, can't do it today. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, oh, maybe today's a good rest day. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's another another it's rest fine. day. Yeah, yeah, another rest day. I had two in a row, but that's all right. Um, I'm going to take a quick break for a second, and then uh, we're just going to wrap up um, with just the, the last piece here, which is mental side. All right, and we are back. Uh, so last piece um, that I want to talk about here is kind of the – so we've talked about nutrition, and we kind of blended these together. We talked about recovery, um, and we've talked about just kind of training in general um, – but the last piece I definitely wanted to touch on, which I think is, is just really important uh, just overall for our panel about kind of basically how to like stay elite um, with the with the idea of aging as, as a part of that. Um, but uh, the last piece kind of like that mental side. So um, a couple of topics that I that I'd written down just as notes for this where, you know, you kind of think about your your standard like, OK, how do you decrease stress like with like meditation and, and uh, you know, outlets for mental health but also how do you how do you stay strong as far as uh mentally in a workout how do you um how do you push when your body and your mind is telling you stop <laughs> especially in crossfit you know that happens a lot um and then how about like maybe consistency you know 
Um, there's some days, especially if you have like a goal or something going on, there's some days you just don't want to train. So I know a lot of different aspects in there as, as far as the mental side goes and uh, maybe even some resources if you guys have any of them uh, as far as like maybe books or podcasts or even like mentors um, that, you, that you may have uh, gotten from this. I think it's something that uh, gets talked about a, a little bit, but maybe not enough as far as when it's you put everything together in the, in the whole picture. So um, I guess a long ramble without asking a specific question, but <laughs> um, I guess, um, Manny, we can start off with you. Anything you found that can really help you on like the mental side of, uh, of training? Yeah. Um, like I say, I've been a competitive athlete for my whole life, but what does that mean? Like what, what makes an athlete a competitive athlete? And, and that is the mindset, I think. Um, I, and my number one mantra is consistency is king. Just keep going, you know, go on those days you don't want to go. It doesn't mean you have to, like, you know, do the RX version of the CrossFit workout or, you know, hit all your sets. You know, maybe you scale it all down because you're not feeling that way. But you go and you do the motions and you do the thing and because you're getting benefits outside. For me, personally, I'm getting benefits outside of the gym by going to the gym. Right. It's a stress decreaser. It's, you know, there's so many things going on. It's just helping my body move and get things going. But uh, the consistency is king. And then as far as, like, the mindset is I've always looked at it. At, CrossFit's great for that, like you mentioned, because you're always going into the pain cave. And I I enjoy that. Like, that is part of that competitive piece. Like, I like to push and in order to push, you have to pain, and that pain—it not in a bad, not a bad pain—but right. that's where you make your gains. And the more times you push into that zone and feel that, the better you get at understanding it, that you can handle that, and you can actually handle a little more. So you keep pushing that bar higher and higher, and there comes your fitness and the strength of your mental game. You know, and you get—that's how you get better. Touching it and backing off is not going to get you better at it. You have to go in there and endure it for a little while. Like with your lactate threshold, you know, right. that's very common. You got you go up there and you peak and you get above it a little bit. You, you don't dwell there for too long because then you're tapped out and you crash and burn and you're done. But you got to go up and touch it and come out a little bit, and, you know, however you're, you've got your workout set up. But that's how you gain fitness. And the same is with your mind. You go in there, you dwell for a little while, and you get out. And I think that plenty of people touch it and get out and that that's like a, an athlete that that they're told they're in the gym they're doing their thing they're getting fitter they're feeling good it's improving their life but they're not dwelling in that competitive pain cave environment that's produced by that and i love going there and and i love to see the improvement that that produces and so i that's the only thing i've ever known and and <laughs> it it I love it in whatever. And I, so I find that in whatever sport. Right. And, right. and so that's where my enjoyment is, but it, uh, that, so that, that's the main piece for me of what yeah. drives me and that I never get tired of that. And then just making sure I don't get injured. So doing that, I don't, it's always understanding what that pain is and being aware of your body in that. So that you know when to not push too hard and damage yourself yeah, <laughs> in some way yeah. or another, you know, because that's easy to do when you get there and you get fatigue and your form goes, yep. things happen, not good. 
So I, I think it's past probably why a lot of people have that issue. Like with the CrossFit Open's going on right now. Maybe they haven't. They're pushing ab- above where they should, or more, or maybe they haven't really touched that level in a while, or not. Maybe not enough, so they're not used to like how the body is reacting. Maybe right. in that particular stimulus, and they're getting they're running into trouble <laughs> because of that. So, right. um, but I'm the same way. I, I love I love hitting that. I, it's a love hate for sure, but I love getting to that pain cave and like okay. It's usually after it's done. I'm like, oh, that was good. But in the moment, yeah. I'm like, oh, I think probably once a month, I'm in the middle of a workout, and I'm like, why the hell do I do this? Mm. Like in the middle of work, I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? And it's a loud voice, and <laughs> yeah. it comes at every workout. It comes in. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, there it is. You know, right yeah. on that little angry man on my right shoulder <laughs> telling me to quit. Yeah. I'm like, damn it. I don't want to listen to you. Shut yeah, up. Yeah. Get, get out, out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> But he always shows up. He's yeah. always along for the ride. Always. Yeah. Never fails. He's always a passenger. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you guys do as far as. um? So talking about like sleeping in a way, but uh, stress also during the day as from a performance side of uh, performance side of it and also a mental side of it. Um, any any ways you can work on like the de- de-stressing or any strategies you have for that? Like maybe like a like a meditation or, or anything that you guys do um, to control stress. I think for for me, I mean activity, like yeah. exercise, yeah. Uh, is amazing is an amazing de-stressor. Totally. So um, whether it's going to the gym, going to CrossFit, or whether it's going out for a walk. Uh, and just getting some vitamin D. I mean, that is a massive game changer for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I can I can be having the worst day in the world, sitting in my office, and I can walk outside, and the sun is shining. Well, the sun isn't shining, but I've got you know, yeah. I've got some fresh air. You know, you take sort of ten, fifteen minutes, go for a quick stroll. You come back, and you're in a completely different state of mind. Totally. Um, and 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 definitely, you know, the gym. I mean, that's you know, working out, you know, just just from a sort of a, a biological standpoint. Um, you know, that that's really going to change the game. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not a big sort of meditator. Um, I, I'm sort of more of a sort of I need to do something physical to deal with that. If I if I sit there and try and work through my stress. Uh, you know, mentally and, and talk to myself. It doesn't work. I need I need to go out and reframe and refresh. I I had a conversation with a friend of mine, kind of similar on on that same level. And I think everyone does meditation for different reasons. I'm not a big meditator either, but I figured I'd ask upon it. Mm. Um, but I I think me and him have the same idea. Like, well, meditation is really the way to clear your mind and not really think about what you're thinking about before. And you can almost use like the gym or a walk. Where mm. um, his example was jujitsu was like. You can't really think about anything else when someone's trying to choke you. Right. <laughs> it's like that's almost like uh, you know, it's, it's trying to switch yeah. your switch your frame of mind. Yeah, so that I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's all it's all forms of meditation yeah. by that definition, right. I guess. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm just not going to sit there with my eyes closed and try and empty my mind. <laughs> I, I I need help <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same yeah. way. For We're sure. similar. I don't. I I can't do that either. <laughs> I I build custom homes and it gets stressful sometimes and usually they're on the waterfront so i go and i walk the beach for a section yeah when it gets hot and heavy i just disappear no one knows where i go and i pick <laughs> up trash so nice. i come back with the water trash throw it in the dumpster so i feel good about having done that that's awesome i've gone for a walk 
and I disappeared, and I cleared the head, yeah. and I come back. And that's like a when it when I'm feeling the the ratchets gone or the dials gotten ratcheted up, I'll do that. Yeah. And conversation, you know, with my wife and some friends, you know, select friends, you you can lay it out there and non-judgment comes back as a clean filter mm. and that's very good you know to just be able to you know you're not talking to yourself there mm. and mm. you got you get some good clean feedback and then you can process that and how you however you want and that's always been a powerful tool for me and absolutely going to the gym yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if i don't go i'm a different person same, yeah, same. and yeah. it's just i, I just know it you I know because <laughs> yeah, like my mood is completely different. If I if I've taken even like today's a rest day for me. <laughs> my I, my I, I can feel why. my no. my mood is is totally different <laughs> than it would would have been, you know, if I'd gone. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting and and um, and I think t I mean it's interesting talking, the ability and I think probably as guys we you know we're not as emotionally intelligent as. The ladies, I'll um, go along with that. <laughs> yeah, and I think we and I think there there's a there's a sort of a, I think we find it difficult to talk. Um, and there's this sort of big there's a big movement now in mental health with men, especially especially sort of veterans and and yeah. um, where you know this sort of environment of where it, it's not manly to talk to other people about your mental state or you know mentorship or whatever it is uh and in fact it's in, it's incredibly crucial that we are able to talk to somebody whether it's a partner wife husband whoever um yeah. and so uh yeah having having somebody to talk to when you're stressed uh we don't all have that but yeah. um i do like find that there's a movement to bring yeah. awareness to that because totally, it's a yeah. it's a huge hole oh god yeah it yeah. is, and, he, yeah. and 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 that you know, I think that mentorship is another thing that we don't talk about. Where, I mean, it's it's a bit of a buzzword right now, but it doesn't have to be such a formal sort of concept. A mentor can be a loved one. It could be a family member, could be somebody you see at the gym, and and it doesn't have to be somebody who's sort of you know a level higher than you. It can be a a peer or or a, or a complete beginner. Sure. An, or a novice, but it's somebody to talk to, to bounce ideas off. And when things aren't going right, or when you're stressed, it's like, hey, do you mind if we chat a little bit and talk about these things? Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a therapy session. It's just somebody right. to talk to. So, right. yeah, yeah. Like it's that. very simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yet so valuable. Totally. Yeah. And I like that. We're, we'll uh, we're gonna. Start to get towards the uh, the end here, which is a couple a couple finishers because I think that was a good place to leave that off of um, for the mental side of things. Um, so I have a couple finisher questions uh, to lead us off. So one, I kind of open up the floor to it is uh, what's one thing that most people think about, and we'll keep it kind of in like the health sphere, like fitness, gym, nutrition. What's one people think about um, that? they're actually mistaken. Another way to say this is, what's a common myth or misconception when it comes to fitness or health or nutrition, um, those types of things? I think the number one thing is people say, I'm getting old, and that that puts them in a box of, I can't do that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm living proof that you can, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I'm not out there to try to pave that way. It's just, right. 
I'm always I just want to smack people when they say that it's just an excuse, you know, just take care of yourself. Do it in little steps. Just if it doesn't matter if you haven't done that for 40 years, you got today, you got tomorrow. Do it today. Mm. Little just go for like Rupert said, go for a walk, yep. go around the block yeah. and just start and okay. be better to yourself and and don't give in to the fact that you're whatever age in your head is old because <laughs> that's bs there's yeah. people that there's a guy that just set the world record 100 meter and he took up sprinting when he was like <laughs> 86 <laughs> you know i mean there's no time like the present yeah and yeah. don't waste it yeah right. i agree that's so, great anyway that's my number one take for me the biggest myth in fitness social media yeah. yeah i mean that's it's probably one of the greatest things that has happened for the fitness industry from a uh, making it accessible to everybody people who otherwise wouldn't have been exposed to fitness sport whatever it is um it's probably the most amazing thing that's happened for those who want to make money <laughs> in the industry <laughs> But it's also one of the most horrifying, damaging things, I think. Yeah. Um, from setting unrealistic expectations to body image to whatever it is. Um, that That's my take on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> that's no. De Debbie Downer right That's there, important, right? though. Yeah. 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 No, but it's, it's today's reality, and yes. it's absolutely true. It is, yeah. And I, and, I, and I worry. I sort of I look at people my daughter's age who are spend a lot of time looking at videos and images and whatever and and it's like it's kind of crazy it's a it's not reality uh -huh. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i i agree on that one 100 yeah. percent um and then i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you guys with one one last final question so and this can sometimes be a tough one off the top of the head i think rupert you you can reuse whatever you did last time but if you have a, if you have a, uh, he gave a you a get out of jail free card. <laughs> if you want, if you want. Is this, is this the, the quote seat. question? It's a quote question. Oh it's a quote God. question. <laughs> so this was taken from uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast. It's so good. it's a good idea. Um, so essentially, uh, you have a you have a billboard on Route 95 or uh, no 95. We'll do 95 uh, Rhode Island. So we'll take the Rob Levine billboard, which is right near the Big Blue Bug downtown. <laughs> Rob, Rob Levine. Is no, that the heavy that hitter. The heavy the, hitter. The, oh, God. See, Did Paint Call Wayne that one? Oh, no. we can take that one, too. <laughs> Rob Levine is the one. It's like it's uh, it's like some seedy ambulance chasing lawyer. Yeah. So now you're probably going to oh, yes. get sued for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Who is a great lawyer. No. It's, it's the worst photograph of yeah. anybody. And I mean, why it's would the you, most aggressive. Why would sure. you put that picture up on the highway? It's crazy. So yeah, we, those ones are always a shock. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's I don't need that guy value. staring at me for half a mile here. Pointing his finger at you. Because their eyes follow you, too. You know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you get that billboard for the day. Uh, they take his down. You get to put one up uh, of yourself. But, um, and it, you get a quote, so a favorite quote, mantra, or saying, or something that you just want to tell the people uh, of Rhode Island, or, or essentially your community. So I know the quote, the quote ones can sometimes be tough off the top of your head, but wow. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Yeah, because you can reuse <laughs> the one you had last time. Well, okay. So, so last time I used um, I used Churchill. Okay. Bit of a hero of mine, and it was it was World War Two 
quote, I think, and it it was just never, never, never give up. That was mine. So get out of here. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. You got to okay, together. <laughs> well, okay. So, so yeah. my my new yeah. one, which I love, is if you don't use it, you're gonna lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said that today. And I lo- yeah, I love <laughs> it. And I don't know. I don't know who said it. I don't know. I can't. I can't cite that quote, but it's it's so valid. It, it, I mean, I, for me, if I if I stop doing things, it stops working. Yeah. It really does. I like it. Um, that's good. Same. Absolutely. Yep. I'm quoteless. I I read a lot and I'm I'm staggered back sometimes by the effectiveness of a quote. Sometimes you read something you're like, "Wow, that's so powerful." And you swear you're going to never forget that, and yep. I immediately forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the but same way with a lot of things. Every once in a while, I'll I'll write them down on my phone. But if you ask me to recite one off the top of my head, I have a very hard time yeah. doing it. What about what about a billboard with Hudson Maynard? Ooh, I like this. And it'd be just like, be like Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> then they got to get to know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True, figure it true. out which, which parts you want to be like. Would that be your, your cell phone underneath? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call me now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might get some interesting calls there. Right. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Matt? Um, you put me on the spot now. I got to grab my phone to find the quotes. Uh, I'm gonna steal one from um, Coach Bill, who I used to coach with at Spartan, and I hope I don't butcher the quote right now. But uh, uh, it's uh, no man crosses the same river twice because no man is the same and no river is the same. I think it's something along those lines about how uh, you know you're not this in every situation. You're not the same, and also the situation is the same. So. I like that one. I think that was a, it's a powerful quote. And there's a bunch of other ones, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, thinking I, something that I've really been trying to invoke and, and like sort of keep on the front of my brain, and, and it's along what we were talking about earlier, is I recently got a Till Valhalla as a shirt company, and I got yeah. it, and it says, Be Kind on the front. And on the back, essentially, and I'll butcher it too, but it's, it <laughs> says, you know, you never know what, everyone's carrying a burden basically and yeah. you, you never know what somebody's going through so be kind i like that and i'm living that now to the best of my ability i'm trying to be that like maybe i was brash in my youth and you know steamrolled over things and but now i'm really trying to be aware that we we are all everyone's moving through something mm. and so just be aware of that and be more conscious whether they're it's a physical thing and they're in, you know you don't know so be nice you know, be kind. And that's what I'm going with. And I like it. I like it. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, we'll wrap up with that. Uh, thank you guys so much for your time. Um, I guess we'll just leave on. Where can people find you? Um, maybe Instagram, maybe social media, maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, web- websites, where can people find you and um, how, how to reach out to you? Uh, well, thanks. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. And you can find me on joroprotein.com, of course. Uh, give us a follow on social media. Definitely. We we don't put lots of lofty claims out on social media. <laughs> it's all very reasonable and realistic. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Cool. You just come to CrossFit Prowess. Nice. Love yeah. it. Yeah. It's come a to great the 430 gym. class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw down together. Great come, coaches, come great to the environment, great in the crowd. Morning, not 5.30 in the morning class? No, I've been there, done that. <laughs> One <laughs> and done. There. One and done. Cool. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was a great talk. Me. Thank you. Yeah, All right. Roadie Strength signing off. <laughs>